Carbar. Carbar over here. We got What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. We got a special Dave, Dave Brindley. Howdy, howdy. Well, last time we had Angel into the house, we got so dang hungry, we ended up whipping up a, a whole bunch of meat and cheese. And now we're going to hang out and do a sequel. So for those of you that were clamoring, and they were mostly clamoring, Angel, for you to return, he is back. Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, the owner of Prolific Butcher in Watauga, Texas, we have Angel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you back. So the last time we were talking about, you re, you know, you kind of got profitable after a month or so. You had uh, two years under your belt running a butcher shop. And we had David Brindley in here, and he had never been to your place. We were trying to take him through it visually, so we sent out things on the Internet. We got everyone squared away, and now we're back. So, Dave, you've had a lot of time to think about the butchery business. I have. I have. What things are on your mind? You know, besides the meat. Meat. The meat is the the most important part, the most delicious part. Meat's always on your mind. It's always <laughs> there. You know, I, I'm really curious about where where you like to experiment. You know, last time you kind of mentioned it a little bit about dry aging, you know, the A5 Wagyu. Where do you come up with new techniques? What's kind of – where are you learning these different skills or something to try and experiment with? I like to study a lot. So I'm a student of, you know, the butchering game. And so I'll study like a lot of, you know, butchers on the other side of the world. And um, that's how I got into the dry aging. You know, that's how I got a little bit into the A5. I studied like a Japanese butcher that I seen on YouTube. And um, so, you know, I, I pick, you know, from people's brains, you know, and I kind of, you know, give it my little twist and do my thing and bring it, you know, to the people that want to step foot in my shop. And, uh, you know, right now it's more like uh, the beef jerky. Um, since I have four flavors that took off, I want to, you know, do two more, you know, flavors that I have in mind. So I want to do like a Wagyu beef jerky, and then I'm going to add a, you know, a regular beef, you know, new flavor. What are the so two flavors that have taken off? The black pepper and sweet and heat. Uh, but it's more been my sweet and heat now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What makes it sweet? Uh, it's the uh, brown sugar that I add in there. Mm -hmm. And then what gives it the spice is a little cayenne. But I have this one uh, little Chinese lady. She'll come in. She'll buy eight pounds of it every <laughs> other week or every three weeks. She'll come. And, yeah, she'll take it all. Everything that I have there, she'll take them. <laughs> so, Just yeah. breakfast for her? She, said, she, said, she sends them out to family members. So okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they really enjoy it. <laughs> when it comes to the jerky, is it how much comes how much flavor comes from the cut versus the seasonings you know i mean obviously a little bit of both but you know where are you really kind of getting something new from it i think the secret is the marbling yeah so yeah yeah some from you the cut yeah yeah you like that tenderness and then when you uh, like when you try my beef jerky you'll bite into a piece of fat and then all the seasonings marinated in that fat so when you bite that fat it will just all burst into your mouth and think that's the little experience people like little well, flavor explosion well that's the thing that i think as people get into cuts of beef that is surprising is that the meat's not where the flavor is the fat's where the flavor is yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is why the wagyu you know a5 is so incredible is right. it's equal parts just mm -hmm. about 
But if you made that your regular diet, you wouldn't look like Angel. You wouldn't have the svelte, uh, you know, look. That's for sure. So you might be trusted as a butcher more. Yeah, yeah true. According to that one review. Yeah. Uh, percentage of customers male versus female. Man, um, I say a little bit more females go to the shop. You know, but there is a lot of males. But I, I think more. Um, a lot of females like to shop, you know, at the butcher shop, and they'll stock up. Um, how can I say it? Like, um, they'll, you know, buy all their weekly groceries. Mm -hmm. So I'll see more of the wives, you know, coming in rather than the husband buying all the weekly groceries. So, yeah, I see more, you know, females at the butcher shop. Do they buy more per purchase than males? Males come in for one meal that are going to barbecue that, and women are planning the week. I think the the dudes kind of get a little too excited. <laughs> they'll buy like you know. Um, they'll always tell me too that their wife doesn't know that they're there. You know, they don't tell their wife <laughs> that they're going to the butcher shop. And uh, things you tell your butcher. <laughs> We're on a secret trip. Ooh, that's a good hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> things you tell your butcher. Things you tell your butcher. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll get like a little carried away, like you know, buying tomahawks, buying for you know wagyu, because it's stuff that you're not really used to seeing out here, you know, at the grocery stores. So when a man walks into the shop, you just see dollar signs over his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you sell? Um, you also sell cuts from, cuts from a pig. Yeah. Bacon. And is that kind of the, the, the standard, make sausage? What else? What what are those cuts that you really sell for you? Oh, yeah. Really are you push? making your own sausage? I hadn't seen that. I do two of them. I do a uh, fresh brats and then a chorizo. So mm -hmm. I haven't really got into, you know, the sausage game, but uh, I will eventually. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really on it like that, but soon for sure. And you're making those yourself or you're buying them from someone who's making them so all the other ones that you see besides the brats and the chorizo mm -hmm. i get them from you know local people you know so i you know i try to support you know all the local people and yeah are they other local butchers or just local uh one place is a specific sausage company mm -hmm. and um they're known for their jalapeno and cheese one so yeah yeah that's my top seller in the shop is a jalapeno cheese that's the only sausage i bought from you and it was friggin' incredible right? yeah, yeah. yeah that's for sure known for. <laughs> well Doc is listening to this, and Doc is going to want to sell you his boudin. Uh, he does. He's a Texan who okay. makes uh, boudin. So uh, uh, he'll, he'll be going, oh, he does Texas suppliers. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'm open to it. Well, the, um, the one thing that I know about boudin is my buddy Price from, um, from Baton Rouge. Uh, he lives here now. But he taught me to cook it low and slow, about 250 degrees over the open flame and crisp up that skin a little bit because if not that skin can get a little condomish you know and so yeah not we, we all know yeah it's, it's <laughs> not where you want to be but if you can make it crispy then then it's game on what uh what seasons of the year so far i know you're only two years in the business but have you noticed like it gets better at certain times like are the holidays better for you or is it pretty steady year round we're pretty steady all year round, but it's more like uh, when there's a holiday, it gets pretty busy. Mm -hmm. week, that week of the whole week leading up to the holiday. Do you but need to prep out turkeys, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving, things like that, hams for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, we do all that. Bunnies for Easter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I, you know, prep up everything. Like, uh, for example, you know, if it's Thanksgiving week, um, well, the week before, the week, you know, two weeks leading up to it, yeah, we'll, you know, be stocked up on turkeys. And we'll try to carry, you know, different stuff that you'll see, you know, at the grocery stores. 
What's a, what's a common request that maybe you didn't think you would sell, but customer demand moved you in that direction to, to sell something? Uh, organs. Yeah. yeah all it, the organs. Because of the liver king. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, even no, before. No, before. I mean, they've they've been moving pretty pretty well before, but when he blew up, you know, Liver King blew up with the liver. Yeah, my liver's been a little difficult to keep up with. Yeah. But yeah, all the organs kind of surprised me. I didn't think they'll take off the way they did, but I guess it's just stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Do you sell a lot of oxtail? I know I buy oxtail from you, but is that a common thing? Not really. No. Yeah, it's a it's you know. It's somewhat. a delicacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to eat. You know, it's like a star shaped thing. It's a it. it you got to cook it a while so that meat will fall off. But, yeah, it, it, uh, it's a lot like brisket. It takes a little bit of work to make it good. Yeah, but I sell a lot of the bones, though, like center-cut femur bones. Mm-hmm. I, you know, me and my brother, he's the one in the back slicing them, mm-hmm. so he'll canoe them open. And people like, you know, eating out that Eat marrow or marrow. You know, giving them to dogs. It's good for their teeth, you know. Yeah. So. Now, we've eaten the marrow. I didn't think about Well, I mean, Foxy's a pretty small dog, so I don't think about giving her those giant bones. But, <laughs> the, uh, but we cooked that marrow. Did a little, just a little salt. Yeah, that's all you need. Yep. And we put a little parsley on there, some sort of green. I can't remember what it was, but those were legit. Yeah, yeah, they're good. You just keep cooking them until they're soupy, and then you're ready to roll. Yeah, I like to throw that little marrow. I like to throw them in tacos. So, you know, wait till it gets, like, you know, that mushy texture. Mm -hmm. Throw them in tacos, let them melt in the meat. Man, they're good stuff. You ever, um, have you ever gone up to Vaquero? Uh, barbecue up it's in grapevine it's attached you're, you're not a drinker so it's attached to a brewery but um he uh his name's trey but he does a um a, a mexican take on traditional texas barbecue and so he does he takes his brisket and he makes uh birria tacos with it Dude, yeah. that's what you made me think of it when you said throwing uh, the the marrow in. Those tacos are out of control. They are. So, so, uh, Trey, Trey would probably like it if I went up there more during the summer, but I'm a spring <laughs> and fall man up there myself because he ain't got no air conditioning, but it is great yeah, barbecue. I've seen, I've seen him on uh, Facebook. I've yeah. seen people repost his stuff, so I'm familiar with him. Yeah, he's good, good, good. Yeah. Do you, you ever had, go out and try to try to meet up with other you know restaurateurs or you know food trucks and try to or even just you know small grocery stores try to like push your product through there how does where do you you know what's the opportunity there man i've never really done anything like that to be honest yeah um i think the closest i've ever got to a restaurant um and i don't want to put his name out there um but it was a restaurant up there in Keller. You know, he wanted to start buying my products, even though he was under contract with another butcher. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> we so, got the gossip. Yeah, so, yeah, some of my stuff has been, you know, in a couple of restaurants. But I, I don't go out there, you know, looking for them. You know, they always show up to the shop and yeah. you know, see what we offer. So, yeah. Anyone, um, anyone come from far away? that uh let you know they heard about you and they were in town they wanted to check you out i know like barbecue places you hear that every once in a while like someone will come in from new york and they'll be like i saw you in texas monthly magazine i flew in and drove 60 miles to be here anyone um anyone so far from from a long way away i've had a customer from maine um he has he has family members in maine and they came to visit him Mm -hmm. here and you know Texas and uh, they wanted to stop by the shop because you know he's always talking about us and stuff like that and then I have another customer uh, this is a little different but he uh, sends out you know our beef jerky to his son in Africa because that's where he's deployed right so you know that you know we touch that's pretty cool all that is really yeah. cool worldwide shipping right 
Yeah. You know, I think I got to step up my my beef jerky game, Dave. I think we got to have a beef jerky sampler over here someday. <laughs> <laughs> beef jerky sandwich, as tender as he's describing yeah, it. Sounds put, delicious. Put it between two pieces of bread. <laughs> Too much bread. It's too much bread. <laughs> too much One bread. One slice of bread, two slices of beef jerky. Well, people do like that, especially like you were talking about those diets the last time we were talking. Uh, it, but just as a protein snack, and it takes a while to eat, so it sort of occupies you for a while, fills you up a little bit more. Beef jerky would be good. How much do you sell that per pound? I got a pound bag at 24 a half pound at 14 and then a quarter at $8. Okay. So pound, how long does that take a, a man to eat a pound of jerky? Yep, man, it'll take me like two days. Yeah. Two, three days. So. A dedicated <laughs> jerky eating. Yeah, right. I, I got to take a couple extra days off this week. That's a lot of sodium, I would imagine. <laughs> got but. a lot of jerky in front of me. <laughs> well, that's cool that that's become your number one seller. Well, behind the fajitas. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, Dave, we're definitely doing the fajitas when you get the back from uh, to be San Francisco. That's right. There's going to be delicious. I'm drooling thinking about them. Are you doing dry age right now? Yeah. I got a, well, I actually put it out for the 4th of July, but I didn't, you know, post it online Uh because it gets a little bit, you know, too crazy. (laughs) So I still got a little bit left. Only the customers that come to the shop know, you know, know the days that they're going to come out. How long can you effectively dry age something? I've heard people go like around 100 days. Yeah. Around there. Starts getting know. green and crazy looking. Yeah, like real, real dark. Do you have to put yeah. anything on the meat to dry age it? Nah, you don't. I don't. Do You're that. just maintaining it at a certain temperature? I, yeah, yeah. Just maintaining it at a certain temperature. I've heard of a guy, um, a customer just told me that he had a guy do it with butter. He, you know. Smeared butter on it. All over it and then threw it in his dry ager. So that's something that I'll probably look into. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ways you could fiddle with stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got to be every every thing is a different experiment different combination i'm sure you know yeah so i was surprised that their humidity is not a factor in there so it's not like a humidor you're not trying to regulate humidity you're just regulating temperature yeah, yeah. so it's still still like a real cold temperature it's still out of 40 in there so okay nothing, nothing really different there, i just have like there's this little vent if you notice on the top right corner and that's what's pulling out all the moisture and blood from the beef which gives it that real dry look Okay. So that's the trick right there. Okay, so it is it is playing with moisture, but the yeah. machine does all that. You're not having to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, and then I have like these little Himalayan salts that you know absorb the moisture too of the beef, give it a different flavor. What is the deal with the Himalayan salt? Like all my entire life, never heard of Himalayan salt, and then all of a sudden in my 40s, Himalayan salt. It's <laughs> pink, pink all over the shelves. Yeah? yeah, I've had pink Inca salt. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. What what does it do differently than regular old kosher salt or something like that? So the company that uh, I bought the dryager from, you know, recommended the salt. Right. And so I haven't really done all my investigation on it, but that's what they told me. It's just, you know, to give the beef, you know, a different, you know, flavor. Right. And it's, you know, helping, you know, the dry aging process as well. Because I guess it's pulling the moisture out. It'll be like brining something, I guess. Yeah. You're pulling it out, and then when you remove it, it just sucks everything back in, makes yeah. it juicy as all heck. Right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds like you could really mess with those butters and oh, yeah. put some flavoring on there. And especially if you dunk it in a bucket of butter ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to apply it. But <laughs> so is it is it you, like, who in the family? I know this is, you know, family's real big. You got family working in the shop, brothers, mother, you know. Um, who is it that, like, that tries a lot of these things, gets it in experiments? 
you know, with different ways to age something or cut something different or, you know, who's does everybody have different ideas and get to play? Um, well, I know he trusts his mom from what he said. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, gives out their ideas and uh, we all put our, you know, our heads together and we, you know, we bring out different stuff. I'm not trying to be like, it's just me, 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 right. but I come up with, you know, a lot it of is your stuff. shops. You're allowed <laughs> to say this. So, yeah, right. <laughs> but I come up with, you know, most of the, you know, stuff um, in the shop and my family learns off me and I learn off them. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's been mainly me that, you know, brings out all these, you know, cuts. Cool. Yeah. And, but I mean, you know, mom, I think you called her a cheat code yeah, yeah. with her <laughs> experience, um, you know, being in the food industry, you know, your bro like having your brothers there. Um, what's that like getting to work with work with the family, you know, and having them here at the same place where you're all working together, you know, trying to like you're providing, you know, a Dave, good outlet. Dave has a nine and a five year old. It's impossible for him to imagine working with the family. So you got to kind of walk him through this. Uh, if we work with work with the family now, it's like <laughs> it's like okay, it's a struggle just to get them to pick up toys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. a business. Is it pretty fulfilling though? Man, every day I wake up, it's a dream. Like, for real, like um, being able to, you know, I go to, you know, to the shop with my wife every day. We'll go together and then, um, you know, I'll bring my little brother with me since, you know, he's in uh, it's summer for him. So he's been with me all the time at the shop and my other brother would get there. And my mom would get there and I just look at them, you know, pulling up in the parking lot. And I always look at it like, man, this is a dream. Like, I'm just I'm just always excited. How old a man are you? Twenty five. Oh, and you already own your own business by the age of twenty three. That's amazing. Were you voted like most likely to succeed of your high school or anything like that? Nah, not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> they never told me. <laughs> but are you? You're pretty driven individual, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wasn't book smart, but you know. Yeah. I was more street smart, you would say. Uh huh. And um, yeah. I always have that kind of. Now, did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit? No. 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 no, no. Didn't uh, have a little paper route or anything as a kid. No. I picked up on it when my uncle again, uh, my uncle, he, uh, my first job was uh, he'll bring me these trash bags because he worked at the car wash and uh, I made like $75 digging through, you know, the trash bags of the car wash. And uh, that's where, you know, I started. You know, what were you looking for? Yeah. Coins, quarters. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, $700 so, in pocket change. Yeah. $75. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just digging through people's trash. That was my, one of my first jobs that my uncle, you know, got people were throwing away money. Yeah, so you know, like when you go to the you know car wash, you'll vacuum your car, mm -hmm. and uh, you know people sometimes will vacuum you know. And it sucks going, it all up. Yeah, without them even knowing, I was uh -huh. the one you know digging in the bag, <laughs> taking your money. I didn't think about that going into a reservoir that someone's going through. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of my one of my first jobs. Uh, my uncle will bring me trash uh, trash bags. I'll be in the garage, you know, digging through them. <laughs> yeah, that's where I kind of you know found condoms. Yeah. yeah, I seen I seen something like that yeah. one time. I bet. <laughs> Not to be confused with boudin, undercooked boudin. <laughs> <laughs> I found some undercooked boudin in, in the trash can. So he's he's the one that's really bringing bringing like, oh, why don't you just go try this? Just kind of pushing you. He was always sounds like he had a pretty positive influence and has had a po positive influence pushing you to try new stuff, mm -hmm. uh, pointing you in good directions. Yeah, yeah, my uncle. Um, he's the one that got me that. You know that gig, and then he got me to the uh, beef jerky place, and he helped me out. Uh, you know, with the shop, he did some stuff in there too. You know, kind of bring it up. So, yeah, he's always been in my corner. But he doesn't. That's awesome. He doesn't work. He's not there at the shop every day with you, though. 
No, he's not, cause he he you know he does his own thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he can, he's he's there. He was cool. there with me all the time in the beginning, but now he started you know his own stuff. That's so, great. Yeah, he's there when he can though. Nice. So when you're not running a business and you're not butchering and you're not thinking about it and researching, looking at YouTube videos and all of that, what does uh, Angel do for fun? Like what uh, what um, what does the Sagala family uh, look like inside the the house when it's not work time? I mean, me and my brothers, you know, we just hang out. We'll play basketball. I mean, I really don't have a lot of time off. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, spend time with my, my girl, my brothers, my mom. You know, we'll just hang out at the house. We'll go eat. We'll, you know, we'll go, you know, do different do stuff. Do you like follow that. a soccer team or UFC or the Cowboys? Oh, or yeah. I'm on, I'm on sports all the time. Yeah, because when you go into your butcher shop, you're always rerunning yeah, NFL yeah. football <laughs> games. So I figure you must be a sports nut. Yeah, yeah. So uh, me and my brothers, well, my brother, the second oldest, um, yeah, we're all, we're like, you know, all into sports, you know, Cowboys, Mavericks, you mm-hmm. know, we're all into it. You have a college team you follow or are you um, mostly pro? I like the pro. My brother's the one that, you know, is mainly into college. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm mainly into the pro. Does he follow the stereotypical, like, uh, I'm from Texas, I follow the University of Texas? Or nah, is he an Aggie fan? Or who's nah, he root he for? Does, he doesn't really have a team. He okay. pays attention to everything. He just likes it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we, we're into, like, a lot of boxing, too. I love boxing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my thing. So, I was into boxing big time in the 80s and, uh, and 90s, and then it just sort of, like, after Mike Tyson and Holyfield, it just sort of, like, for me, went away, and then I didn't follow anything. But I've been into the UFC now for, yeah. for a while. My and brother, I, he loves the UFC. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, if It's pay-per-view. It's right on that TV right yeah. there and hanging out in here. I love it. Uh I'm kind of also curious about, you You said your girl a few times. Sounds like you, you may be uh, becoming a father. You may be getting married, may upgrade from, from girlfriend. Like, uh, how long have you all been together? Nine years. Nine years. So she's been there, champion in your corner. Yeah. Without her, there wouldn't be no shop. Okay. So, so yeah. she she, uh, she motivates, keeps yeah. you on the straight and narrow? Yeah. She was the main one, you know, to, you know, throw all her money at me, you know. I was the brain. She was the money. We put it together. It right. Work. You know, I put in a little something, but, it, you know, it was mainly, you know, my wife. Right. If it wasn't for her, there wouldn't be no shop. That's pretty wild. It's a good partnership. It really it's is. It's a really man. good partnership. When she believes in you like that and you're willing to work, yeah. yeah. Life is so much easier if you have a spouse that believes in you. Yeah. <laughs> you there's a movie way before your time, but it's called um, The Dewey Cox Story, uh, Walk Hard. And uh, he's like, dang it, I just want a girl who believes in me. She goes, I do believe in you, Dewey. I believe you're going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> so with the sports, what's your opinion on the Cowboys? What's going on? You got, you got any hot sports opinions or are you just loyal, tried and true? You don't care how many NDAs that uh, Jerry has women sign locally because of hidden babies in <laughs> cabinets and everything? Or can you, can you cuss on here? Yeah, you can cuss on here. They're playing like shit. <laughs> <laughs> They've been playing like shit for a long time. All the talent in the world, but no, I don't know, just like no ability to kind of get over through the hard times and win. They always look good on paper. Right, yeah, yeah. No, they got it. They just, you know, they just can't put it, you know. They can't mix it up right. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know either. They They're soft they in some soft. way. I mean, they just love that eight and eight. It's very balanced for them. Yeah. yeah. But that, Jerry Jones is still able to sell us. Now, Dave married right. a, sp- a sports nut, so he's kind of, oh, really? yeah. No, I did. I did. She's, cool. she's probably the biggest Cowboys fan, female Cowboys fan you'll see. Yeah. Jeez. 
My girl pretended to like sports until we got married, and then she's like, I don't have to pretend anymore. <laughs> she always gets mad when I say that. She yeah. says it's not true, but the our, evidence is our, our compelling. Family, our family sits down every every single Cowboys game, and she is like books out, books that time slot. Nothing else happens in the house except we were watching TV. And yeah. We were watching the Cowboys play, and we are yelling at them when they are trash. We're right. yelling at them when they're winning. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's, what, that's the way it is on Sunday. Well, Angel, I'm glad you came back. I want you to leave uh, our listeners with one thing, and that is when they come into Prolific Butcher Shop and they want to try something new, we know you're going to push the fajitas and the, uh, and the beef jerky, but what third thing would you say you absolutely got to get to get a true taste of what you bring to the table? Say the dry-aged beef. Yeah, do yeah. something out of that dry-ager. Yeah, you get a little, you know, different experience. You know, different tastes that you're not used to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be something pretty cool. Well, it's cool that you got that thing going all the time because I, I thought you'd only bring it out for, for special occasions, but now you're you're rotating things, tagging them. This will be ready when? Yeah, every 50, 50, 40 days when I bring out a new batch. You're not going to push anything to the 100-day limit and see where it can go? I'll see. I probably will. I'll probably leave something. You know, you know what I'd be like? I'd be like, no, I like revenue too much. <laughs> <laughs> thing just sitting in there costing me money. Yeah. I bet you're just, just posting that to Facebook and – just making people, you know, their mouths water waiting. Right. Waiting yeah. for that dry age meat. Man, it sounds fantastic. Congratulations on your early success. And I'm, you know I'm going to keep coming because I love yes, that sir. place. And Thank hopefully you. some of our listeners will as well. Thank you for coming back in. Thank you.